Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 1st of September, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Despite the U.S. sanctions on Venezuela, China has decided to claim billions of dollars that Caracas owes to Beijing and import millions of barrels of Venezuelan oil. According to the Reuters news agency, on Friday, the 26th, the Chinese government commissioned a defense-focused state farm to ship millions of barrels of Venezuelan oil. That day, the firm took 13 cargos carrying a total of around 25 million barrels of oil, including two vessels due to arrive in China in September, according to loading schedules from Venezuela's state oil company, PDVSA. Venezuela's debt dates back to 2007, during the Hugo Chavez administration, when the country borrowed more than $50 billion from Beijing under loan for oil deals. Since we mentioned PDVSA, on Tuesday the 30th, the oil minister Tarek el-Aysami requested the ombudsman Tarek William Saab an international arrest warrant against a former minister and former president of PDVSA, Rafael Ramirez, for corruption. In a press conference, el-Aysami described Ramirez as a traitor, a coward, and a thief. The minister took the evidence that links Ramirez to the alleged plunder of nearly $5,000 million to the public ministry. Allegedly, he would have been a part of a network that allowed him to divert PDVSA's resources to funds abroad between 2012 and 2013. In 2021, the Venezuelan government asked the Italian Supreme Court for Ramirez's extradition. However, it was rejected in January 2022, considering the request as, quote, totally inadmissible, end quote, and recognizing Ramirez's need for international protection due to the human rights violation in Venezuela. On the same day, in an interview with the publishing company El Nacional, Ramirez denied the accusations against him. Ramirez said that they are accusing him of corruption because in July, he said he would run for president in Venezuela's elections. In other news, on Thursday, the 25th, the Central Bank of Venezuela called an auction to sell $200 million to Venezuelan banks in order to control what seems unstoppable inflation. Given that the exchange rate increased in recent days, the bank put this strategy into action to meet the market's demand and rebalance the offer. Only in August, the dollar price increased by 36%. On the same day, social media users said that the Central Bank of Venezuela was selling the dollar at a higher price than the rate shown in the official website. On the bank's official webpage, the dollar price was quoted at a bit over 7 bolivars. However, at the time of buying on the official platforms, the sale was at almost 8 bolivars. Following this news, the deputy of the National Assembly, Ramon Lobo requested that the Venezuelan population remain calm in the face the dollar's rise. In an interview for the state channel VTV, the deputy said that the central bank, along with the Maduro government, is carrying out a new intervention to inject dollars into public and private banks to benefit the population. Lobo also referred to the statement given by Maduro in which he reported that the country had an economic growth of 17%. He said that the economy will continue to grow and that it will increase by 20% at the end of 2022. Due to the rise in the dollar price, the Attorney General of the Republic, Tarek William Saab, also took action. 
On Thursday the 25th, Saab informed all Venezuelan merchants who sell products at a dollar exchange rate that is not the official one will be criminally charged. This happened after he published a video of a merchant from Ansoategui State who was arrested at the beginning of the month for overcharging customers. On the same day, in a national broadcast, Maduro said that the increase in the price of the dollar on the black market was, quote-unquote, fictitious, and asked the people for maximum awareness so as not to get robbed. Moving on, also on Thursday the 25th, the Conviasa Airlines transported the crew members' relatives of the plane held in Argentina so that they could be reunited. However, the flight did not land on Argentine territory but in Bolivia. The relatives were transferred by the Boliviana de Aviación airline to the Aceiza airport in Buenos Aires. Let us remember that the plane was held on the 6th of June and that the crew members are still in Argentina and can't leave the country. In more international news, on Monday the 29th, the new Colombian ambassador to Venezuela, Armando Benedetti, presented his credentials to Maduro amid the reestablishment of diplomatic relations between the two countries. On Twitter, the Colombian presidency said that Benedetti and Maduro spoke about the urgency of, quote, reestablishing friendship ties in an organized matter to guarantee their success, end quote. The Colombian ambassador announced the reactivation of three Colombian consulates in Venezuela and of flights between both countries. He also talked about opening the border and creating an economic zone there. On the other hand, on Sunday the 28th, Félix Flasencia, the new ambassador of Venezuela to Colombia, was recognized by the Colombian president, Gustavo Petro. Speaking of Benedetti, on Friday the 26th, he said that, quote, the monómeros board change is not imminent, end quote, and that the company's transfer will take several months. This announcement comes after the Barranquilla Chamber of Commerce accepted Maduro's registration of the new board directive of Monómeros. Monómeros is a Venezuelan company located in Colombia, and the interim Venezuelan president, Juan Guaido, was in charge of it during the Ivan Duque administration. However, everything changed on the 7th of August when Gustavo Petro was elected as Colombia's president and handed over the company administration to Maduro. As expected, the directive appointed by Guaido did not sit idly by and reported that they would take legal measures to prevent the company's transfer. Next up, on Saturday the 27th, Foreign Minister Carlos Faria reported that nearly 30,000 people who had immigrated have returned to Venezuela from 22 different countries through the Vuelta a la Patria plan. The plan was created by the Maduro government to support families who found themselves in vulnerable conditions after immigrating. In some travel news, the government seeks to increase tourism in the country. On Thursday the 25th, the Minister of Tourism, Ali Padron, informed that after 15 years, on January the 3rd of 2023, Venezuela will receive tourist cruises from Europe. Through these cruises, tourists from Germany, Spain, Belgium, France, and Italy will arrive in Venezuelan territory and their final destination will be the port of El Guamache on the island of Margarita. On the same day, Maduro expressed his approval for tourism development and stated that Venezuela is a country with open doors to the world. In other news, on Friday the 26th, the governor of Apure State, Eduardo Piñate, accused several officials from his administrative cabinet of corruption and reported them. 
So far, the former Secretary of Administration of the Regional Executive, Laura Rodriguez Sterling, the Treasurer, Jorge Luis Salazar Arangel, and Arnoldo Javier Santana Lovera, head of billing and payments, have been arrested. Piñate assured that the acts of corruption committed by the officials, quote, have affected the patrimony of the Venezuelan people, end quote. On Sunday, the 28th, the Secretary of Citizen Security of Caroni reported that a gas explosion in Puerto Ordaz in Bolivar State left 12 injured. According to the report issued by the secretary, the incident left a building destroyed and affected two more buildings and the cars parked nearby. The injured were transferred to Uyapar Hospital with burns and open wounds. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We did our part, and now we want your opinion. Did we get things right? Did we miss something? Tell us at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.